Hi everyone, Sean Paul Ellis here from the Saturday Morning Cartoons Podcast. Remember, that's morning with you. Some very quick pre-show announcements that I'm so very, very good at. Today's pre-show announcements include a shout-out, Patreon, and what's happening on today's episode. So for our shout-out, it comes from YouTube, episode 190, All Grown Up. The Nicktoon All Grown Up, we have Razorblade messages us and says, this show was my childhood, and then continues on and says, I was born in 1996 and grew up with this show instead of Rugrats. I always thought All Grown Up was better than Rugrats, and that's fine. Hey, you had this in terms of perspective, and when you were born, that's great. We're glad that you enjoyed it. There's nothing wrong with that at all. So thank you, Razorblade. I love it. Also, we appreciate you, and we're glad that you enjoyed All Grown Up. A quick ask. We have a Patreon. You can support this show and our original content, blah, 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 cup of coffee, real simple. Look, gang, we don't want to shill stuff or have to try to sell you anything. You're perfect. Your sleep is perfect. You don't need any type of ED medication. You already have great socks. Don't worry. We want this show to remain ad-free. Don't want to support us? I mean, cool, 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 cool. Like, I get it. That's fine. Enjoy the free show that you're about to listen to. If you do want to support us, awesome. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Just like our new patron, Jake Grimshaw. Thank you, Jake. Super appreciate that you would do this from the bottom of our heart. You can click the link on any of our social media accounts and you can donate to our Patreon. We really appreciate it. So what's on today's episode? Oh boy, Disney Plus is about to become a thing in November. Get ready, internet, to explode because it's going to include all of your favorite Disney movies as well as, now that they own Marvel, a bunch of older Marvel cartoons. We chatted about Iron Man from 1994 last week. So we're now going to get into 1994's Fantastic Four, which means that we have now reviewed three out of the four shows from the Marvel Action Hour. Don't worry, more on that in the actual episode. So we went to Twitter to actually ask the question if people remember watching this. And so Jose Lopez says, of course I saw it. In those days, there weren't that many comic shows. I remember a French studio did the animation. I also remember Malice and Psycho Man, but mostly Malice. Smile emoji. I don't know what that's about, Jose Lopez, but I love your comment, and I'm glad that you enjoyed Malice. I'm assuming it was an adult costume, possibly. Also, from (laughs) Reverend Johnny Blumpkin, he says, I loved all of those 90s Marvel shows. I was especially fond of Chuck McCann's voice performance as The Thing Ben Grimm, which, if if you didn't know, it's the same guy who's responsible for Duckworth on the original DuckTales and Mayor Grody of Toxic Crusaders. So basically, what Reverend Johnny is saying is that we, we did the, the hat trick. We, we managed to do all three shows that Chuck McCann would have been responsible for. So that's perfect. I'm glad that we were able to do this. And thank you, Reverend Johnny, for your comment. We really appreciate it. So with a word like fantastic in the title... Does it actually live up to the hype? All of this and more. So now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the Collider weekly podcast for all things animation, including news, reviews, and interviews, Coming to you all the way from 4 Freedom Plaza, I'll be your co-host, Sean Paul Ellis, and joining me again from inside of a sinister armor exoskeleton, where he is also invincible, just like last week, welcome my co-host, David Trombord. David, 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 how you doing, buddy? I'm doing real good, but I gotta tell you, though, it's getting a 
bit funky in here. I've been trapped in this exosuit for uh, a good 10 days now, and I can't quite find the release. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, there's a button on the side. Yeah, but it's on the, it's, it's on the inside, and I can't. Well, you just got to wiggle your hips a little bit, no, and they're just, just like kind of sh- Oh, there you go. Yeah, Fine. Just pop it out. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah, just get right I out. I wiggled there and I go. jiggled and I bop she bop my way right out of uh, there. You are just bringing up let's 80s just, and 90s toys right now because right they are on the brain. <laughs> you just you want to skip it. <laughs> I want to skip it. Oh, boy. Man, uh, I'm absolutely 100% positive that nobody understood what the cartoon is from that intro. I don't know how they but if you haven't, it. Yeah. If you didn't take a look at any of the liner notes or anything for this episode, we are watching and have watched the 1994 version of Fantastic Four. Why did we do this to ourselves? Because last week we did the 1994 version of Iron Man. Why did we do that? Well, because Disney Plus is a streaming service that is coming into the market in November with a lot of shows that they have that are specifically for the Disney audience, being some of their old movies, some new and fun Star Wars uh, shows that they're going to have, like The Mandalorian. But in addition to this, because they now own Marvel, they have access to all of these additional cartoons that we probably watched when we were a kid, like X-Men the Animated Series, which was a great cartoon. So much fun. But then you got to also realize that along with that wheat, there's going to be some chaff. And so <laughs> whole, we've got a lot of chaff. whole lot of chaff. We're shucking our way through it. That's not what you do to wheat, but we're doing it anyway. Yeah, we are doing something to it, which is watching it, and it is weird to watch, which is what brought us last week to Iron Man, and which brings us to Fantastic Four today. Whew. I don't know. I didn't I didn't know that this existed. I didn't you watch this. this Not really. Really? Interesting. I remembered the Iron Man, but it, you know, it was interesting enough that we were talking about in kind of the pre-show a little bit about the fact that this was a part of a Marvel action hour that they had that had four shows. And so we've actually, lo and behold, we have watched three-fourths of these cartoons. Yeah, and the fourth one is weird out there. I don't know. We didn't review the Hulk, though, did we? We have not. Yeah, I don't think so, we did. So maybe later this year coming up? Who knows? Next week? We don't know what we're doing. Maybe it'll be <laughs> there. But the fourth one, I think, may surprise some people. Uh See, why don't you contact us on Twitter at Morning Tunes? Remember, that's Morning with a U. Tell us if you know or have Googled by this point what the fourth Marvel series of the action hours were. Right. It's a fun one. And so it used to be one of those 60-minute blocks where they would run two cartoons. And so obviously we had Iron Man that we talked about last week, Fantastic Four that we're going to discuss today. We've already talked about the fact that we have the Hulk. There is another property which is kind of it's cartoon related. It's kind of comic book related as well, or comic, yeah, yeah, comic book adjacent. And so they would rotate a lot of these cartoons in and out of this action hour that they had, which kind of makes me think about: was this really so action packed? Ooh, I don't know. I guess I mean, was it? Last week had a lot of LOLs. This week we will see how that. <laughs> shapes up, I guess. I'll be honest with you. There were still a lot of LOLs for me in this because it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. Hang in there for that. Yeah. But if you are not familiar with anything related <laughs> to Fantastic Four, don't worry about it. We got your back. You know why? Because we've tried to make three movies in Hollywood about them and we failed three Every consecutive time. times. Three strikes. Every time. Literally out. Yeah. When the MCU inevitably reboots this 
I th- don't I think they'll get it right. I don't, don't know how you screw up a family dynamic this bad, but as this cartoon also shows, it's possible to keep failing at this adaptation. It is it is not good, gang. But if you are not familiar with Fantastic Four, the 1994 version of Fantastic Four, we are going to turn this over to longtime listener and friend of the show, Bobby Anthem, to break it down for this week's synopsis. Bobby, take it away. When Reed Richards, Sue and Johnny Storm, and pilot Ben Grimm take a premature space flight on a new shuttle, they find themselves massively bombarded with cosmic radiation. Barely managing to re-enter Earth's atmosphere and land safely, the quartet find themselves forever transformed with superpowers. Deciding to use these new powers to help people, they form the Fantastic Four, a superhero team dedicated to the protection of Earth from menaces like the Latverian King Doctor Doom and Galactus the Planet Consumer. Perfect. Why can't we get Bobby as one of the voices in the Fantastic Four? Who do you think he should voice? You know, honestly, uh, Reed Richards. That'd be good. I mean, honestly, anybody's pretty much better than this guy. I, I had a real tough time with his voice in this one. I, it made yeah. me just want to punch him. <laughs> Which I guess that's what they're going for. I don't know. It's it's always a real hallmark of writing a classic character like Reed Richards where you want to punch that yeah. lead character in the face and you're like, you know what? I really don't care. If it happens, it happens. It's the same I'm... thing with Cyclops. Like, I actually like Cyclops in the X-Men animated series, but I understand a lot of people just straight hated him and wanted to punch him. Like Wolverine sure. does on multiple occasions in that actual <laughs> show. I-, I get it. But I actually like that version of him. I couldn't, I couldn't stand this one. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit challenging. Yeah. But in order to kind of break some of this down yeah. and sort of understand what we're going to be looking at, as a part of what we did for Iron Man, we actually watched the two-parter season finale of Iron Man last week. And so this week, the highest rated episode, lo and behold, it was the series finale yeah. of Fantastic Four. We're talking about season two, episode 13, that is called Doomsday. And so we have watched this. So all of our opinions, everything that we talk about tonight is going to be about this one particular episode that we have watched for all of our snap judgments And to break it down and to really kind of get into it, we are going to talk about the good, the bad, and the LOL. Not the spaghetti western, the good, the bad, the ugly with Clint Eastwood. No, we're going to be talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and then finally, what really made us laugh. Because, again, a lot of time and energy really goes into making these cartoons. We're not getting paid any Disney dollars or Marvel money for this review anyway. But also, Disney and Marvel, if you're listening, I am happy to take your money to review these cartoons the way that this is happening. (laughs) Very happy to do this. And also, I will never not give my honest opinion. That's right. I will always give my honest opinion about how good or bad these cartoons are. You're going to get that tonight for sure. Cool boy. So to get into this, Dave, Fantastic Four, 1994, take me back. What was good about this cartoon in this particular episode? Uh, I mean, not to be snarky, but the good thing was this was the last episode of this cartoon <laughs> ever. I guess that's a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah, knock it out. Now, I actually, I did enjoy the amount of action and stuff that was going on in this finale. Uh, you didn't really need to follow the story up until this point. If you know the story of the Fantastic Four, the first family of Marvel, if you know how that family came together, their relationships, their power set, how they all came about. Uh, even if you don't, we'll talk about how the intro kind of like holds your hand a little bit to get into that. But for this particular episode, Doomsday, no, not we're not talking DC Comics. We're talking Doctor Doom here in this one. Uh, we got to see Doctor Doom kind of go like absolutely ham 
and literally just like absorb <laughs> the Silver Surfer's cosmic powers and just go crazy on like a like a world tour of just like mad science super villainy and just toy with not only the Fantastic Four but like a number of other Marvel superheroes too throughout, which was actually kind of fun to watch. I really enjoyed the the level of action and the amount of just kind of chaos and mayhem that came in twenty some minutes. I mean, when you think about Doctor Doom and how much of a threat, when you think yeah. about Victor Vaughn and how much of a, a calamity he can create, yeah, you think about global scale. I mean, the guy over his storied career in Marvel Comics has created several doomsday devices, you know, in order to just get rid of everybody that's on the planet. Like, this is what he does. It's on that kind of a global scale. So this was cool, and I loved the cameos. I honestly thought that the cameos were one of the strongest parts of this, and you saw it not just in one portion where Doom is kind of messing with everybody, but you see this throughout the entire episode. In that monologue that we get from Silver Surfer in the beginning, at one point you have Namor. Well, like I, jump. I, I checked it again. I think it was Namora. Was it Namora? Yeah, not not being silly or anything. Like I think that was actually Namora, which is like Namor's cousin. I didn't get into okay. it too much, but I was like, hold on a second. That looked like uh, a onesie, boobs, and long blonde hair. Okay. I'm pretty sure Namor doesn't have two of those three. Oh, fair. So fair. Yeah, did, a, did, a, did a real quick uh, frame by frame of a real janky backwards cut that we found. And, uh, <laughs> I like that <laughs> yeah, you played pretty- Guess Who with this particular character i did because like you said the cameos were really cool to spot but there were the majority of them i don't know who they were right honestly i I tried looking up like black and white flying superhero and i got a like racially charged comics history which was fun but uh yeah there's a lot in there i don't know who they are so if you guys want to watch this episode and tell us like the ones that were missing i would love that because i'd love to know who they were yeah that was awesome in fact at some point when we have doom kind of taking over and, and and causing all these problems and sort of buzzing through what I can only assume is probably New York City at some point with the yeah, Avengers. Probably. But then you have the Blackbird from the yeah. X-Men show up randomly. We don't actually get an act, uh, an actual X-Men. Not that I know of. But you get there the Blackbird. There have been a storm flying around at some point. Possibly. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. So And people get shout-outs. They just name drop left and right, even up yeah. towards the end where they're just like, yeah, Tony Stark helped me create this. this okay. Tony. I get it. Congratulations. Yeah, good job. Well, I mean, and this kind of made sense. Like last week when we talked about Iron Man, spoiler alert, if you really want to know how we feel about uh, that series, go back and pause this, go back to last week and listen. We almost dipped it. It got real close, but we didn't. And part part of my reasoning was because it had the interconnected uh, connectivity to the other Marvel animated series at the time. So it was a little connected to X-Men, a little connected to Spider-Man, obviously to the Hulk and to Fantastic Four. Not so much the fourth one, which we teased, but you have to figure that out for yourselves. Uh, so I, I like that continuity because it was like the first very, very mini little baby petite MCU kind of together in the animated uh, version there. Not very well done, but they tried. <laughs> I love the fact that you keep teasing this cartoon that we're not going to talk about. If people are very about serious it. about it, go back. We reviewed it. It's episode 178. I won't tell you who you it know. is, but just go back and take a look at it. We had, That's again... A nice bit of trivia. Right distinct opinions about that cartoon <laughs> we did and i don't remember them so i might go back and listen to them with you guys <laughs> all right so we've got a lot of action i definitely thought yeah. that that was a positive is that there were there were battles that were happening all across this episode for almost 26 minutes Straight nonstop, up. constant battling very yeah. fun good to see that yeah. especially in a marvel superhero setting and as a series finale like correct go big you yeah know? or go home which this cartoon probably they also did yeah which this cartoon should have done yeah they didn't have a home to go to, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, 
We also have all these great cameos that they have in there. Anything else particularly that you that you enjoyed about this, Dave? Well, you had some of the other cameos you mentioned too. So like one of them is uh, the Inhumans, right? Right. So so one of the other highly rated episodes in here was from the Inhuman saga. So they had like a three or four part arc, I think to lead off season two that introduced a lot of the Inhumans, specifically Crystal and her dog Lockjaw. So if you saw the atrocious live action Marvel TV version <laughs> of the Inhumans, I'm sorry. I apologize on behalf of literally planet Earth. Uh, I had nothing to do with it, but... Crystal makes an appearance here on this show. Are you sure? Because you sound very guilty about it. Did you no, put together in humans? Show. Yeah, the I know. wigs alone, I apologize for. Yikes. But like, you may recognize her if you see her or saw her in this show. But otherwise, maybe you don't know her. So that that's cool. We get to see her. We get to see some of her powers. You get really quick shots of uh, She-Hulk, Captain America, and then like Sean mentioned, some of the uh, X-Men adjacent stuff. Which was kind of cool. That's pretty neat. Uh, let me see if I've got anything else. You mentioned Tony Stark uh, popping up. Uh, you, <laughs> there's a, there's an interesting gargoyles related pop up here. Yep, and we both noticed it too. Yeah. At some point when Doom is flying through New York, he yeah, yeah. he talks about the fact that he has the power to breathe life into stone, and he shoots his Silver Surfer cosmic powers yeah. at two gargoyle statues that come to life, and again. You know, we're we're talking about Disney Plus streaming service, and Gargoyles is a Disney property, and it it's a great cartoon, and it would be really prime for a reboot or just even a continuation. Anything that they would have, I think that we'd all probably be on board with it. It's a wonderful cartoon. It's a great show, and they just randomly bring back two gargoyles, and I got excited for two seconds. I was like, "Are you, are we doing this? Is this happening? We're doing it? Is this, it's a spinoff. I love it." Yeah, no, I thought it was cool. I don't know if it was a nod to the existing series at the time. I think it was. I think it existed then, if I got my dates right, or if it was just something from the comics, or if it was just like a fun thing to do to bring gargoyles in New York City to life. But uh, I don't know. It was fun. It was a neat little nod. Uh, the yeah. only other thing that I really, I really liked from this particular episode, some of the voice work was hit or miss with these characters. Oof, was but some it? were some were really, really good. At least in my opinion, um, I liked Silver Surfer, uh, voiced by Edward Albert. I think it's Albert, not Alpert. I could be wrong with that. Uh, he had some really tough dialogue uh, to deliver. He had a lot of, which we'll talk about in a, in a few seconds, some monologuing that he had to do. <laughs> some very, very holier than thou, high and mighty monologuing. I thought he did a really good job with the material that was presented. Uh, on the other side of that spectrum, just as insane, Dr. Doom. Uh, a fellow by the name of Simon Templeman uh, played Dr. Doom, and I thought he was fantastic. He had like just great delivery. You could actually feel, which is rare in, in these earlier cartoons. He actually had a presence that you could kind of feel. Um, counter that to the guy, uh, unfortunately, Bo, Bo Weaver. I'm sorry. I Yeah, you're Mr. Fantastic. I just could not. I couldn't do it. And that's going to be our segue into the bad, I think. It's it's so it's so challenging when we when we talk about the fact that for the titular character in this cartoon that they don't do a great job with them sometimes. I mean, even with no. Tony Stark that we talked about last week that, you know, he just in terms of voice acting and some of the the lip syncing that they were doing, and maybe we just found old dubs. Maybe we found old YouTube versions of this, but I kind of doubt it. No, I, I think it really is a lot of it comes down to the animation. Definitely the voice direction, because if you've got to work from the animation to begin with, then your voice direction, you've got to match those mouth flaps and it's the same guy who did voice direction for this series too so he was the one i got mad at last week when i saw his name pop up in the credits 
I mean, heaven Tom. forbid, heaven forbid you don't get those mouth flaps right. Come on, Tom, get it together, Tom. Mouth flaps, right? Yeah. God. I think they did better on this one. I'll talk about uh, that in a minute. Like, there, there's some stuff with the bad that we'll get into uh, with a little silver lining. And I'll say one final good thing that I yeah. did enjoy about Fantastic Four is that in the intro sequence, they mm. actually do a nice little nod to Fantastic Four issue one. Yeah, that is included in there just for a couple seconds. It's a very it's very noteworthy. I think it's one of those if you're in sort of the the comic universe and you've you've been interested in a lot of these characters and obviously over the last 11 years with MCU really kind of blowing up and being so fantastic, they they have a lot, you know, you may have jumped in and taken a look at some of these other comics that they have with Fantastic 4, especially with the reboot from a couple years ago. Right. Uh, it's kind of cool to see that they paid a little nod, a little tip of the cap to that actual first issue that they had that was out there with really not even bringing much, you know, other than sort of just the the family dynamic of the four into the actual cartoon itself. So kind of cool to see how all of that is playing out. But that's... I, th- I think in this one, I think it was because the early Marvel, these 90s Marvel series actually had people who were involved with Marvel comics working directly on them. So it wasn't just licensing out a title and hoping that whoever had creative control over it was going to do something decent. These were people who actually like drew, wrote, and knew, right. some, in some cases created. I mean, you had Stan Lee involved with most of it. I don't think Kirby was around at this point, but I could be wrong. Um, but they, you know, they knew their characters through and through and their stories. Or they grew up reading them and were like dying to get a chance to actually bring these things to the screen. So it was the first time that you really got like a good, solid, creative team behind the scenes that knew what they wanted to bring to the TV screen. It just wasn't always the best quality. That's all. Right, right. Very, Speaking of. Very challenging. And yeah. it kind of helps us to kind of lead into some of the bad of what we found for Fantastic Four. And so I know I was kind of talking about that that little kind of nod, that tip of the cap to the original Fantastic Four issue one in the theme song. Well, guess what? The rest of the theme song, unbelievably forgettable. Can't remember it. I can't remember anything, and I've watched some it. horns. It's just it's just instrumental. I've watched it. I want to say about a half a dozen times. Yeah, and nothing ever st- stuck with me. Again, nope. to Dave's point, no lyrics. There's no roll call. This really feels like it's a hybrid animation in terms of what they have. There's a couple moments where they're running towards the camera that looks like it's dedicated animation because it looks a little bit more polished in terms of the the actual content, but then. There's just a bunch of recycled animation that are just thrown into this that are just not good. And that song itself, at least give us like some kind of fanfare, give us some kind of like theme to anchor the title team. You yeah. know, we got nothing. It's just like a just a mishmash of instrumental stuff without anything to any one note or, or sequence that kind of like really drives it home. So just kind of forgettable. Any anything else? I know that we both kind of took kind of both took it to issue or took it to task with some of the animation that was in this cartoon. Yeah. The animation, the execution of it was a little jank, but honestly I thought the direction was a lot better than Iron Man. Now I know I'm directly comparing it to last week's, uh, but specifically in this episode, we had a lot of stuff flying around. We literally had characters just (laughs) flying all over the screen and not just in (laughs) one particular scene with a lot of stuff going on. We had them flying like around the world. Silver Surfer does like a world tour Dr. Doom does a world tour. We travel from scene to scene and setting to setting. It doesn't just like take place in three or four settings and then that's it. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. So there's a lot they had to really manage. And honestly, the the framing, 
the uh, the character movements within the scene, the the fight sequences that they come up with, which use a ton of their powers. A lot of different people get to show off their power sets. Like, there's a lot going on in this episode, and they actually managed to direct it pretty well. No, I would agree with that. I, yeah. I, it's just, I think what kind of was challenging for me was that in certain cases, it felt like there were two different sets of animation. One, there was this battle animatics that, as you mentioned, they're actually, they're directed really, very well, you know, yeah. to, to be able to see all these powers. Very cool. Then you get sort of these non-battle sequences where, let's say, uh, Ben Grimm is sitting on the couch and he's reading... <laughs> He's, the book. he's reading a zombie comic yeah. uh, about a bunch of stuff and just their reactions in his eyes and kind of like how it looks. It looks like it was a cartoon version of the thing as opposed to the warrior that we see. It looked in like Scooby-Doo. Scene. Yeah. It looked like a Scooby-Doo version. Right. So they, I think the thing is like one of the hardest characters to get right in like any cartoons, any live action, like they always struggle with that pile of rocks because he's just a pile of rocks and you have to like make him somehow come to life and then have life. And that's usually done through the eyes, but even in the animation, it just, it was very cartoonish. Right. It's just, it's hard because it kind of goes from that contrast of him being frightened, reading a zombie comic when he's home alone to him jumping out of an airplane and then punching doom on the way down. And you're just like, what? is this the same person? And it's not that I'm doubting the character himself. Yeah. It's the animation that's used for both of them is drastically different. It's- and I think it's probably just because like this finale had so much going on that they probably had to split up duties. So they probably had like a f- action team. They probably had a fight choreographer team that was working specifically on those scenes of animation. And then they probably had the other, like they probably elevated like in-betweeners up to like uh, help us with these like sitting around <laughs> reading books and falling over <laughs> scenes or sliding down curly cue trees or, yeah. or punching a rock or whatever. Like help us they're, they're, help us animate him getting sucked out of a, an apartment in the middle of New York city scene, right. you know, classic yeah. stuff from the fantastic right out Board. the Baxter building. Yeah. yeah. Right. God. Ugh. There's some, there's some chunky stuff for sure. Yeah. Anything else in the, bad category for you right now well i mean the dialogue yeah let's get into that (laughs) (laughs) the dialogues are right up there with some of the jank animation just i mean you mentioned some like one-liners and stuff oh like i said there are such bad insults and one-liners that they have in this it's 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 bad and like and you think oh maybe there's gonna be one or two but no the hits just keep rolling constant oof I think it. I think it really undercuts how good the action is because they feel like they have to constantly banter it it's just if you're on screen, they have to be delivering one-liners or they have to explain what's going on, which was another bad thing. Or they have to, I don't know, just make some commentary on something or just make sure that everybody at home is following along. It's like, no, it's it's fine. Just let the action actually like breathe and speak for itself and throw some like good sound effects in there. Because honestly, for me, uh, the sound effects didn't really like impact, affect, or make a, make a mark on my memory at all versus, you know, a couple weeks ago where I was just like, wow, the, the like primal, like the sound is amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I will say probably the the best case in point that I found from this particular episode where they have to talk about the exposition that like the action that had just happened is towards the very end when they're doing this battle sequence where uh, where you have uh, Sue, uh, Sue Richards manages to make a boulder invisible. Doom is coming right at her, does not know that it's an invisible boulder, flies right into it, just like splat. Right. And then you just have way to go, sister. 
uh, fooling Doom by making that boulder invisible. <sighs> we all just watched what happened. Like, you yeah. didn't need to... Re- a second after, I don't need a recap of what I just saw. It- Johnny is a little slow, so maybe he was just talking it out for himself. But yeah, it's just kind of like, uh, it just sucks all the, the tension and like drama out of the scene. But do you know who do you know who voiced Johnny Storm? In season one, I know who you're going to say. Okay, a different right. actor in season two. Who okay. was in season one? It was uh, Brian Austin Green. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> 90210. <laughs> season two, some other guy. Sorry, I forget your name. <laughs> Sorry, other guy. That's uh, okay. It's not bag. If it no, it was bag, uh, it's crap. It was Quentin Flynn who played it Quentin in season Flynn. two. Yeah, And he did fine. I thought the it was voice fine. actor for Johnny was fine. It's just like oh. the stuff that he had to work with was, oh, God. Anytime you have to explain a visual gag that just happened, it just sucks all the air out of the scene. Yeah. And uh, it was a cool setup. It was just like, oh, that was a cool thing that happened. And then they're just like, oh, okay, well, thanks for explaining it. It's like explaining the punchline of a joke, which I do all the time. And still, to this day, nobody finds funny. Yeah, it's not. It's just, it really, that whole statement right there just really sucked the air out of this podcast. Dave. Indeed. See, <laughs> I haven't learned. Never will. I will say for some of these insults and one-liners, the we've got brick baboon when talking about uh, the thing. This is Doom's like, like insult, that, like that kind of stuff. I don't mind as much if it's done sparingly because that's still very comic booky. It's bad, but it's kind of like okay, it's still a cartoon. This is still very much a cartoonish world. Yeah, not the not the not the more serious stuff. Yeah, we have a uh, clobber him. So hard that his grandchildren will be born bouncing. Uh, That's too much. Okay. That's too much. Bend. Yeah. Got really, got really, got really deep in the weeds on this one. It's real bad there, and that's not how genetics work. By the we way. even have things. Neil just deGrasse going... Tyson came in and said, "I'm sorry, but that's yeah, not how genetics it's, work." It's also not how physics just work in it's general. Not physics either. Yeah. Uh, being heroes is what we do best. I don't know. Kind of from watching this episode, sort of not. You guys are sort of not. You're a bad family. You're bad, uh, you're bad tenants of the building that you rent. Yeah. The and buildings. Then I'll say the final line that just, it made a parallel to what we watched last week in Iron Man with Tony Stark being possibly the world's horniest cartoon and oh, Avenger. Maybe. <laughs> they just have this, this line where Reed Richards just says to Doom, he just goes, do with us what you wish. And he I was like, really just rolled over for that ooh, one. Yeah. Here we go, gang. Mm-hmm. After dark, instantly. Instant after dark. <laughs> Instant after dark. I have some more horniness, but I'm going to save it for the LOLs. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Is that perfect? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think, I think maybe the only other stuff that I thought was actually bad, like objectively bad, was... I don't know. There's Dr. Doom. Like there's no point to this episode other than just Dr. Doom to toy with literally everybody on earth. Like he takes over silver surfers powers and then he just essentially pranks heroes for the rest of the time. Like there's no point to it. He's just toying with them the entire time. He says something in the beginning. Once he gets the power, he's like, I can cure world hunger. I can eliminate drought. I can, I can, you know, make the weather not crazy again. But first, the Fantastic Four have to be murdered, essentially. And then he just goes on a rampage. It's like, well, he does say, like, under the Iron Fist of Doom. Which, fine, dude. Like, you can do that. You can rule the world with all these powers. But you're just cat and mousing with, with the Fantastic Four. And it, for no reason. Well, he makes the threat that he's going to get rid of them. That he's going to end them. Yeah. And then he fights them and says, this was a lesson in humility. Yeah, was it? <laughs> I'm not going to kill you. I'm like, how why? nuts would that have been if this 
series ended with Doom killing the Fantastic Four and then just ruling the world. And they were just like, fiend. That's it, kids. Enjoy your lives. Honestly, it would be an LOL, but I would also really enjoy the cartoon. I would have been impressed. Been I like, would have been really that impressed. Was an actual choice. They actually yeah. did something there. Yeah. And it's it's Marvel, so in like two years, they'll just reboot it and just resurrect them from something that they found or some plot device or something yeah. like that anyway, so who cares? And it's a cartoon. Like You can do that. You're fine. Yeah. That would have been a good way to lock down a season three, dummies. Ooh. Ooh, sick burn. There was only <laughs> one other thing, I think, in the bad, and I think you had this too, right? It was that end kind of deus ex machina. So dumb. The dumbest, so dumb. Worse than Mandarin's rings dumb. It was bad. Like, the, the Fantastic Four in this one are pretty much outclassed, outpowered. They, they got nothing. So what do they do? They call on their buddy Tony Stark to save the day. But not in person. He sends essentially a, a metal bird that, like... <laughs> absorbs the <laughs> cosmic energy power this is almost an lol he absorbs the cosmic energy power from the surfboard and then just rockets off into space so yeah. doom goes flying after him and then lo and behold there's this like energy barrier that galactus put in place this all sounds completely insane and it is because comic books i don't know if the wing smashes into it first or if doom smashes into it but either way the surfboard comes back heads to silver surfer everything is restored again we'll talk about that in a second but it was just kind of like they didn't do anything to save the day. Reed Richards was just like, yeah, I knew that thing was up there. So I called in Tony Stark and he took care of the rest of it. Problem solved. End of series. Yeah. It, it, what's interesting is that I actually, I went back and I tried to, I was listening to Silver Surfer's initial monologue and, you know, him talking about how this, this anti-cosmic uh, ray barrier and that Galactus has essentially punished him by keeping him here right. on the planet Earth and him trying hate. to adjust to this. And so, and he is not, he is not cool. It. He is. There's no chill with with SS. He is pissed. And so he's just trying to figure out, you know, exactly what he's doing here and kind of like what his purpose is. You know, he uh, Dr. Manhattan monologues for. Well, let's, let's for get way into that because that's some of the LOLs, well, right? Yeah. And, and but I mean, like to your point, like this Deus Ex Machina for this, this is this is bad. This is a bad LOL for us because. Yeah. I mean, it really it blends that barrier because. The whole idea was that Cosmic Bird can go out above the barrier that Galactus has set up, despite yeah, the fact that like... it's it's holding Silver Surfer's cosmic energy in it. It doesn't make any sense. And then Doom, who's chasing after it, can't, but he also doesn't have well, those he, cosmic he, powers like anymore. Because just... at one point, Doom says, like, your filthy bird can only absorb a fraction of my power. And I'm like, all right, sure, whatever. That's fine. So, I don't know. The all bird right. flies through the hey. thing. And then Doom smashes into the bubble, and then the surfboard's like, finally, there's no feet on me anymore. I could go back to Silver Surfer. He, the surfboard's on its yeah. own a number of times uh, throughout this thing, so I, I don't know why it waited till then to head back. It could have flown. Anytime. It could have flown back at multiple points. Anytime. Multiple points. Very silly. Yeah. I, I think I think they wrote themselves into a corner and were just like, well, we've got twelve dollars left in the budget, so what do we do? Explosion, surfboard, done. Oh, you do you mean that they would have screwed up a silver like any any type of a silver surfer adaptation or fantastic mm, four names? Is that what you're that's to, what you're yeah. saying? because <laughs> uh, this is the fourth this is I the fourth even, goof even up for the fifth, mid two uh mid two thousands. They made a live action series in nineteen ninety four as that, well. That, movie, that right? was yeah, another yeah, goof that up. Awful. Yeah. Guys, yeah, we're we five for five on terms of fans. Five for fails. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. goof ups. Fantastic Oof, five of goofs. But we got some LOLs out of it. Yeah, what'd you find funny, Dave? 
Well, the same thing you did, that monologue in the beginning. <laughs> imagine, imagine you're in our place, right? And we're like, oh, we're going to watch Fantastic Four. And, oh, it's the highest rated episode. And oh, it's a series finale. It's, it's got Doctor Doom. What's the first thing you expect to see? It's probably Silver Surfer just chilling with a lion by a pond <laughs> where a, a cattle also just is laying there, just enjoying the cool water, just having a monologue about how humans are terrible and how the lion is called a beast, but he's really just... There's no violence in his heart. There's no greed. Right. And then a snake tries to eat a monkey and the scene moves on. It's like, what are we watching here, man? I thought I thought we had the wrong episode. I thought it was like in the middle of the episode. No. <laughs> no. It's just lion time with Silver Surfer. You didn't think that this could be one of those moments where they were kind of shot calling. They're like, in the future, Lion King, Disney, Disney's going to buy us, gang. Nailed it. Like, so we're going to put Silver Surfer with a lion set this up oh, this from 1994 secret, this was a secret lion king prequel that was young mufasa yeah right exactly he's young mufasa all the lessons he learned were from silver surfer that he uh, passed down to simba it all makes sense it's all in the family yeah love it keeping that Perfect. continuity keeping this it's canon. not even an lol anymore that's just good that's yeah, just good right? good good yeah. plant those seeds early Ooh, i'm gonna buy it, it. Rough. i'm gonna buy into rough. it that was rough oh, you man. called it though with the dr manhattan comparison it was very much like a monologue from big blue like yeah you know what it's cute when alan moore does it because that's what i want from alan moore is i want that kind of insight but from this writing team it's not not what they're capable of not so much not when i'm 11 years old yeah not also (laughs) just not gonna get there in terms of content anyway so just knock it off no i laughed so hard i know i talked about the thing getting sucked out of the apartment but in those moments you have uh, you have Reed and and Susan uh, that are getting ready to go on a on a, sexy a on a sexy cabin oh, weekend. Yeah, sexy yeah. cabin date mm. again, again, more with the horniness that they have on here. Mm. So they're getting ready to go do some adult stuff. Yeah, and thing is sitting there. They this is the sequence of events. They say goodbye. Yep. They walk out the door. Yep. Thing says goodbye as well as the door slams, and then the thing yeah, gets sucked out of the back of. Yeah, gets sucked <laughs> right out of the back of the apartment building by Doom. Yeah. And they, if that would have happened, there's no way that you couldn't have been, one, a hero, and two, not have freaking heard what had happened right. and not run to the rescue to be able to help Ben out. It Listen, was ladies and gents, if you're listening to us right now and either your car backfires or your water heater in your house explodes, A, I apologize because my timing is just terrible if that actually happened. But yeah, B, like, you probably are going to be aware that that just happened. Right. So, yeah, it's that kind of thing where just like the continuity is just not there. Yeah. And they were just speeding things along. They could have they even put like a too. bump that was like, you know, four hours later and yeah, it's still right. just or the just thing. Show, like, anything. All they had to do was a wipe, right? They had to, sh- they should have showed him at the beginning with like a couple pages in. And then all they had to do was a wipe and he's like on the second to last page or whatever. Or just show a thing that says like the end and he could have closed it and just been like, oh, what a. Or, or, or. Or, or like or. Iron Man last week, it oh, could have God. been fog with some eyes in it, and it just said a year later. <laughs> These shows are so yeah, dumb, could, gang. What was I thinking? Uh, bringing practicality into all this. Uh, bringing on-set props into this nonsense. <laughs> just give me a cloud with eyes and a time wipe. Yeah, right. Uh, speaking of convoluted, let's talk about Trap and Silver Surfer. Oh, my God. I, I still don't know. <laughs> I watched them multiple times. I still don't understand what happened. So... We go from Silver Surfer Lion Kinging, and he's, you know, he's <laughs> rafikiing his advice to everybody. 
He's the Santa Sana squash banana, and he's done. He's on his way, and he's just flying around the world. And he meets a couple heroes that are also just flying at random places and times. We see a few of them, but I don't honestly know who any of them were, except maybe Storm. And he's complaining, and he's bitching the whole time about how humans are terrible, and there's pollution everywhere. And I'm fine. Like, I get it, dude. That's fine. It sucks. We're stuck here, too. Sorry. But then he just ends up in Latveria for some reason. Like, he just yeah. happened to be flying over, and they make sure to, like put a sign up that says latveria and he sees a woman who's being taken away by um they're they're doom bots and if you're not familiar with doom bots they are robots made by dr doom so anyway these these doom bots are taking this woman away for i forget she stole like something from the king's land whatever who cares silver surfer intervenes he's trying to be the hero so she's like oh my hero and she takes him he flies her back to her like rustic cabin in the hinterlands and she's like please have tea with my kindly grandfather, like, ah. please come on in for tea, you flying oh. silver man on a surfboard. Hard no. Oh, boy. So she brings him in, and lo and behold, guess who it is? It's Dr. Doom. And the cabin kind of, like, transforms and unfolds to reveal more Doom bots that were apparently hidden in the walls of this cabin. They surprise him, hook up a defibrillator to his head, <laughs> and zap him so that it transfers all the cosmic power over to Doom. It is the one of the most convoluted things I think I've ever seen in a cartoon. Maybe not so much in comics, but boy, is it out there. Help me understand, because as the powers are being transferred over yeah. to Doom, he's yeah. wearing like a, like a vest. He's that, like, got a grandfather absorbed. vest He's on. got like a grandfather vest on that like is absorbing all this power. Go, I think it was supposed to go into his armor, essentially. It, was, it looked like it did, but it looked like he had another... Like a vest over top of not like a like a human vest. It looked like he had like a a, a cot like a cosmic not like a like a like a like a vest that you would buy like as us it's as like humans. A land's we were, end. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly, perfect. And so, <laughs> but it looked like he had like another piece of like mechanics over top of his armor. Yeah, he had some where extra that was, mojo yeah, going on. Yeah, that was like <laughs> it was like <laughs> you know he used extra you know bonus points or whatever at Land's End, and so he had this extra vest, exactly. and it was sucking all the cosmic energy. And then in, in like the next scene, like no vest. It gone. was like they yeah, were just they, it was out. It was gone. It's out. Why? Yeah. Why even try? Why even bother? But that I mean that <sighs> could you imagine being Doctor Doom just being like, all right, we got this plan in motion, but we won't set it off until Silver Surfer just happens to fly over Latveria. So Doombots just drag this woman around the village for, I don't know, a few days or weeks or however long it takes for him to fly over. And then we'll spring our plan. It's just very silly. Yeah. What else made you laugh? All of this is to set up the idea that at some point there's going to be a Statue of Liberty, but with Doom in it. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that's what I you do hard, with, with reality powers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That there's was... so much like property destruction in this episode. <laughs> Yeah. They blow a hole in the Baxter building. They torch uh, a romantic rustic cabin down to, to cinders. Uh, they re they, they deface and reface the Statue of Liberty. Who knows what happens if Dr. Doom falls from space and just makes a crater on the earth, but probably survives. He probably wipes out a small village somewhere. There's a lot of property destruction in this one. Right. Can we talk about their clothes? Yeah. Cause I, I want, I want this to lead into what you've alluded to is why is this the horniest? Cartoon? Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, first of all, if you were a superhero, right, wearing yeah. a very obvious costume, sure. How would you go about your like daily life? Like, what would you do in order to not be recognized or to like just hide the fact that you're a superhero most of the time? Yeah, I put on like human clothes, like a normal human would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Except like for like the clothes that are made out of human, like I implied earlier, but <laughs> yeah, like human stuff that you'd buy from Land's End. Also, yeah, exactly. episode sponsored by Land's End. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks. 
up in the New England, maybe? Uh, probably. Probably. Now, uh, how about this as, a, as another option for your wardrobe? Uh, how about just a giant trench coat? Unisex, one size fits all, same color, same cut, same shape. Doesn't matter who you are. Drape it over your <laughs> costume, but leave most of it open so you can actually still see the costume. How's that sound? Yeah, it sounds great. I mean, hey, if it solves the problem, why not? Solved it for this show, apparently, yeah. because that's all they really do the entire time. Everybody has their costume on underneath it for ungodly reasons. I don't know why, because you yeah. have to draw it in no matter what. So why not draw, draw something else? We're not not going to know who these people are, especially I, when I, they start stretching and being a rock, all kinds of stuff. I think the scary thing is, is that if they decided that they were going to do transformational animatics for the Fantastic Four, this would have led us to that terrible Iron Man 3D CGI bs that we watched last week and thankfully i thankfully we didn't have that yeah thankfully we had none of that could you imagine the thing in that bad cg no i you don't look like monster by mistake i don't ever want to think about it are you I thinking ever want to think it's about bad. it can i tell you my two favorite articles of clothing in this yeah the first one is silver surfers swim trunks <laughs> because <laughs> they put swim trunks on them they put like skin tight but clearly visible briefs swim trunks on them nice in, in no other <laughs> In no other comic iteration, anything. He's just like, he's just a nude dude made of silver. That's it. He's a Ken doll. Like, there's nothing going on down there. It's but just doesn't like, even Ken have kind of like... It's, there's nothing. Really? We're going back wow. to the chalet. Like, there's nothing there, man. It's just, he's just a shiny, smooth dude. That's it. But they chose to put a pair of swim trunks on him. Which makes me think nice. that he's got like silver dong going on. Like, if you're gonna put swim trunks over Ooh. it, then gotta be something going on down there show us that silver dong show us the silver never mind i'm not even show us the silver that. dong you did it yourself uh yeah. my, my favorite favorite article of clothing though brings us back to the horniness of this show <laughs> so the the richards are uh at this rustic cabin for a getaway and they're putting their clothes away like they, they got there everything's fine they ignored ben and the giant hole in their apartment building and dr doom wreaking havoc all over the city they're at their cabin uh sue is putting hanging up her clothes in the background, you just hear Reed just like lecherously, like just just peering into her suitcase, and he picks up either a skimpy piece of lingerie or a really really like skinny like swimsuit, and he's like, "Well, this isn't gonna offer much protection." And she's like, "Reed," and he's like, "Just kidding." Something to that effect, but it's just like, "My dude, you guys have been at this a while. Like, do the, do the kids need to know? Do the kids my really dude, need my to dude. know?" My dude, that's how I want to refer to him. My dude, Come my on. good dude. Oh, uh, show. Horny yeah. show. Unfortunately, they cut it there, and they got attacked by Doctor Doom. Actually, their entire like cabin started Evil Dead tooing them, and everything started going kind of kind of bonkers. I think like Sue's scarf attacked her, turned into a snake and attacked her. Something everything like started that. going crazy. Yeah, Ugh. very silly. Can I? My final LOL is really just to kind of compare and contrast to Iron Man. Yeah, sure. So Iron Man last week had sort of this. Very quick, you know, uh, monologue at the end just to kind of talk about, you know, like just to kind of plant that idea of kind of like, you know, what would be next or kind of continuing on and doing stuff. You know, it was the final episode. They kind of went out with a gusto, uh, sort of as much of a gusto as, as that show a bad could cartoon could yeah. muster. Exactly. So in this and this was such a hard LOL for me. Just having that Iron Man like series finale context in the back of my head to then watch this series finale, and this is all you get. There is there is a nobility in your heart that maybe one day 
I will understand. Hard blackout immediately. Silver Surfer was like, one day I'll figure out humans. Shut up, blackout, done. That's like This cartoon was like, I don't care. We are done with this. Nobody gets any more. Shut it down. Silver Surfer, like, uh, so I just have him listed as the worst party guest because he does nothing but complain at the beginning and end of the series. And he does nothing in the middle. Well. He's he's me. He's me hosting this show. I'm great in the beginning. I'm fine at the end. In the middle. I'm just I'm complaining the whole time. Sean also does carry a surfboard with him everywhere, which was always a choice. But now it actually starts to make some sense. It's it's in the background as we're watching each other on Skype right now, and it's yeah. weird because it's very jank, similar to the animation from this Silver Surfer surfboard. It, it is, is straight jank. Levitating though, so I mean you've got that going for you, which is it'll cool. come back to me one day. I eventually. gotta say, I gotta say, one thing that I did like uh, made me laugh. I've never seen trees like the trees in this show. At one point, like the thing gets knocked into the air or whatever, and as he falls. He grabs a hold of this tree and then just like slides down it like a fireball. Except it's not a straight up and down tree. It's this weird curly cue crazy slide tree. I don't think trees grow that way unless they're like bonsai trees that are specifically made to go like that. But it's just one of the weirder things in here. You also had something real quick about uh, Human Torch's Supernova Blast. I actually like that. I actually like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the comics and I think in some of the other cartoons and the games maybe, that was like his strongest power. Like that was oh, that really? was his like focused power. Once he actually like reined in and actually focused his thoughts on his powers and his energies, he could do a supernova blast, which was supposed to be very powerful. But Doom was like, nope. What did he do? I'm turning in myself into crystal that can survive this. It's I, I love I love it when superhero. I mean, you know, because we we've watched a lot of cartoons. We've obviously watched My Hero Academia. Yeah, and everybody there has to have some type of a a branded finishing move with a slogan and those things can be very silly and very fun kind of when you know you you kind of delve into i want to say for for my hero that kind of branding that they have associated with their academy and everything that they're doing i like it it's fun but in this to just randomly throw out like oh no human torch has come up with this supernova blast i'm like oh yeah i mean the dude's made a fire of course like who just burn everything. Make it as hot as you want. Who cares? Also, you know, you're in like a pretty wooded area. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe don't, you know, just in terms of what you're doing. Cause you're going to burn a whole country in yeah, terms no. of what, in terms property of what you're damage. doing. Zero thought. Yeah. yeah all no, property damage. Cooked. Also, maybe just like slow down your role in terms of, you know, global warming and stuff like that, man. Like yeah. I, I don't, uh, I know what you're trying to do, and it's it's admirable, but at the same time, maybe just think about everybody else. One human torch does equal roughly four uh, cattle herds in terms of methane production, I've heard. Do you think <laughs> if human torch had like raw, like like uh, like a raw piece of protein, and he was going to put it into his mouth when he was in like fire form, that yeah. like it would be perfectly cooked by the time it like hit his lips? Ah. Uh... I don't know. I mean, I feel like, you know, that that old term, like if you want something, if you want your steak rare, just like walk it past the grill or just like show it the grill, something yeah. like that. I feel like if you put it in fast enough, maybe it would be just cooked enough that it would be nice and rare. He could probably huh. take his time if he really wanted it well done. Just pop it in there. Okay. I think, you know I think though, the middle of it would be nice and nice and rare still. He would just char the outside. Okay. Yeah. Right. See, he could have been a, he could have been a chef in another life. <laughs> Honestly, could have been, really would have been better been. than what he did in this episode. Yeah, anyway, rather so. than than being a, a forest fire. Oh man. 
Any final LOLs from you? <laughs> I got nothing else yeah. on this show. All right. Well, before we give our final opinion, uh, turns out that, hey, guess what? You, yeah, you, <laughs> listen right now. Uh, turns out on the internet, you have opinions as well, and you like to post them on the internet. And so we've gone to IMDb for some of uh, this week's uh, love it or hate it. And so we are now going to turn this over again to our longtime listener in front of the show, Bobby Anthem, for love it or hate it. So, Bobby, take it away. Our love it is titled Exciting Cartoon by Big Movie Fan 6 in May 2002. Movie Fan wrote, The Fantastic Four are probably the most exciting superhero group in comics history. I have seen all their cartoon series, and whilst this isn't the best, it is still entertaining. The animation is superb, and the story's great. In this series, the Fantastic Four only dealt with heavyweights, such as Galactus, the guy who eats planets for breakfast, lunch, and supper, the dangerous Doctor Doom, and the devastating Super Scroll. The theme tune was good as well. This, along with Iron Man, was one of the better mid-90s Marvel cartoons. And our hated is titled, Jack Kirby Should Be Rolling in His Grave, by Kai18 in October 1999. Kai wrote, And I have no idea why comics legend Stan Lee hosted this series. It ruins the characters with cornball dialogue, poor animation, and horrendous plots. And worse, Dr. Doom, the greatest comic book villain ever, doesn't excite me in the least. Even without Herbie the Robot, this is hands down the worst version of the Fantastic Four I've ever seen. Of course, I might change my mind if I see the never-released FF movie made in 1993 by Roger Corman. If you want good FF action, pick up the Essential Fantastic Four trade paperback at your local comic store for some classic Fantastic Four stories. Ah, oh, again, I just... I just want Bobby in this cartoon. Like, why have, why have they not cast Bobby in this? I'm continually this frustrated about this. Get. This is as yeah. close as we can get because you love to love it, you hate to hate it. It's he does a good job. He does a good job. So, 1994's Fantastic Four. We can go through and we can either recommend it and tell you why. We can also say that we don't recommend it. We can give you a justification. If we don't recommend it, we can go one step further and we can give this the who framed Roger Rabbit style dip where we actually dunk the cartoon. It erases it from the annals of cartoon history. We note this on our list of shows that we have watched, which cartoons we will no longer talk about anymore. Uh, But it's really just a proof point to say that this cartoon is so bad that it should just be erased. And so Dave, what are your thoughts and feelings? How are you feeling about Fantastic Four tonight? I I think I'm feeling much like I did after Iron Man. So it's I kind of have to go the same direction. I don't recommend it because it's just it's kind of boring and not very good. But it's not bad enough to dip. It's not aggressively bad, and I think it it has a, a place within that like Marvel action hour with its other kind of like you know uh, compatriots. So it, it's fine. It's not great, <laughs> but it's not dippable. I don't think. How about you? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you as well. I don't think it's dippable. And, you know, I love the fact that... And, and one of the reasons I, I'm 100% not recommending this cartoon. Yeah, same. And so what I want to say, though, is comparatively to what we watched last week for Iron Man, I really enjoyed the fact that at least this cartoon had a bunch of additional cameos. I know that Iron Man had a bunch of cameos as well. It just felt like this actually saw 
a problem on a global scale yeah. with Dr. Doom and really included a lot of people kind of throughout and peppered them in, even all the way up to the deus ex machina that they had from Tony Stark. Iron Man had just like like big teams of people that they felt they had to give almost equal screen time to and just didn't work. This was just kind of like, there are other heroes out there. They're just not the focus of the story. Right. Yeah, so I, I did enjoy that. I liked the scale and sort of the threat that they had that was included. I love Dr. Doom. In fact, yeah. I love just the rapper, MF Doom. He's fantastic. So also commonly just referred to as Doom. Dude drops a lot of really great mixtapes. Drops a lot of stuff. Also talks about himself. He also wears a mask that looks like Dr. Doom when he's on stage and rhymes. He's freaking amazing. Check him out. Unless you're Disney, because they'll sue him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he just goes by Doom now, so it's he's he's fine. Uh, I mean, you can't you can't trademark just a a, a word. You would be surprised if Doom. Disney can trademark these yeah. days. My oh, DNA fair. is currently under patent. Oh well, by them. I don't know why you would have sold the rights to Dave to Disney. Yeah, well, uh, in hindsight, you know, twenty twenty. But well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna uh, do? <laughs> man, well. I will say, finally, though, just in terms of this Marvel action hour, I will simply say that this is, like, there was some decent action, but just in terms of this being an hour, this should have been, like, a Marvel action 10 minutes, and I think I would have gotten all that I needed from, because a lot of this was a real stinker, and I did not need to waste as much time with it as we did. I will say but I'm glad we did for learned. the fact of the show. Yeah, yeah and they, they've, they've learned. learned. Like, in the 25 years since then, if you can believe it, they've had better... Uh, Fantastic Four cartoons. They've had better family unit cartoons and things like that too. So one day we'll get to them. Yeah. And guess what? You were saying better. Guess who's the best? Big shout out to our friend Bobby Anthem for this week. You heard him on this episode twice. Uh, You can hear him on his paranormal podcast, Inhuman Experience, with his co-host Bobby Blades. You can find them on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. And Bobby also has a solo show that is called In Search of My Lost Soul, which is available along with the Inhuman Experience podcast. You can check them out anywhere that you find your podcasts. So, Dave, what do you got going on, buddy? Same old stuff, bud. You can find me over at Collider.com. You can check me out on Twitter at DrClawMD. And if you're the reading type, you can check out my new book, The Science of Breaking Bad, available wherever damn books are sold. How about you, bud? (laughs) Well, as always, I do live improv comedy in Washington, D.C. with a group that's called Knox. That's N-O-X exclamation point. We perform with Washington Improv Theater. You can find tickets and times at witdc.org. And I'm always on Twitter and Instagram. Help me get off Twitter and Instagram. Please don't follow me on Twitter or Instagram (laughs) at Sean Paul Ellis. Uh, And if you want to, hey, if you were listening and you want to support this show, thank you so much. Tell a friend. Subscribe. Review us on Apple iTunes. All of it helps. Slide into our DMs on Twitter at Morning Tunes. Remember, that's Morning with you. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Saturday Morning Cartoons. Drop us an old-fashioned email, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. You can find all of these links in our link tree, which is in the bio for all of our social media sites. And as always, you can listen to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever fine podcasts are sold. That wraps it up for Fantastic Four. Mm. Uh, after five fantastic failures, I'm glad that we can. Was it better than the live action movies? I don't even know. I mean, I I, I've know. seen I've seen that. all of them. They're just all they've all formed together into just like a big glob for me of just not yeah. good. Yeah, it's just a big glob. And I think the problem is that in order to prove you wrong, I have to sit down and go watch those movies don't for do it, like please. a collective time of like four and a half hours, and no. I just don't care. I think you're undercutting that by a few hours, but now don't do it.
Yeah, well, I mean, like both, like the three movies are like an hour and a half each. There's four, remember? I'm not watching that. You're not watching the Roger Corman. I'm one? not watching the Roger Corman. <laughs> I'm, I'm get out of here. It's very bad. Yeah. Uh, well, that's it, Dave. Do we have any idea what we are going to be doing next week? I hope we can continue the Marvel train, but we'll see. Maybe we'll get three out of four of the awful Marvel action hour from 1994. Maybe we'll knock out the Hulk. Uh, the Hulk will knock us out one way oh or the boy. other. Man. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out. <laughs>